Is your goal as a homemaker to keep your home always clean no matter what? How's that working for you? Hi, I'm Misty Winkler and this is the Simply Convivial Podcast. My goal is to help you do life cheerfully and faithfully so you can love being a homemaker. Homemaking is harder than we perhaps thought before we got started. One of the things that makes it hard is that life is always up and down and variable. Life itself is not very consistent in even our own abilities are not very consistent. Pregnancy, postpartum, sleep deprivation, injuries, recoveries, moving, all of these things disrupt our intentions to really nail the housework thing. And then inevitably we look around and evaluate how we're doing by how the house looks. And we think, I am a failure. That's right, you are not the only one and I know I'm not the only one. So in today's episode, I wanted to share just a 10 minute clip with you from a 45 minute meetup that we had inside Convivial Circle with our current community coaching group. Simplified Organization Community Coaching is a year long program to help women wrap their heads around their work at home and help them apply themselves with wisdom and diligence and faithfulness and cheerfulness to that work. And so during this meetup, we were talking about baby steps and several of the women shared what they are currently learning. And I knew it would be helpful for us all to hear over and over again. So with their permission, I'm sharing with you their insights about homemaking when it's hard. So this is a really great conversation for me to be on. I've been on outpatient surgery last week and I've been on bed rest for a week. And my husband has been amazing doing two people's job for a week, but my house is absolute chaos right now. And I just, tomorrow I'm feeling better today than I have all week. And tomorrow I'm off restrictions and things like that. And I've been, I have in my mind this idea that I'm going to get my whole life in back in order tomorrow in my whole house back. And, and I know and I've been like watching cleaning reels and getting so many unrealistic expectations in my mind. I made a daily top three for the first time today. And one of them was like, clean off my bathroom counter and write thank you notes to people, but I'm not going to get my life back in order tomorrow. And it's our playroom school room is like a bomb went off in it and it's good I'm gonna I'm gonna brain dump a list of 10 minute tasks I can do tomorrow because it's also my daughter's birthday tomorrow so I'm like I don't want to spend the whole day cleaning either it's just good to have this reality check so appreciate you all I used to follow fly lady like way in the old days my early marriage and she would say your house didn't get like this in a day and you can't fix it in a day either and then I've heard that principle for getting your body back after after having a baby, like it took nine months for your body to change like this. It might take nine months to get back. And so if it took a week for your house to get in a wreck, it might take you a week to get it put back together again. That's okay to 
to give yourself that much time, especially if you shouldn't jump right back into 100% of your work. If you've been on bed rest, you should probably even too. Thank you. Need to hear that. I've shed unnecessary tears over feeling just like a little bit of a failure this week. So that's good. I would just echo that. I I have, when I'm pregnant, a condition called hyperemesis. And so I'm sick and I lose weight, a lot of weight. And then the rest of the pregnancy, I'm exhausted. So for the entire pregnancy, my floors got mopped one time. They were really gross. <laughs> but we lived. We totally survived. My house was a disaster for nine months. And now it's a disaster right now because of BBS. And I had a migraine yesterday, but it'll get back to a manageable state. It's only a week. It really is. It'll probably totally just be a blip on your radar. I wouldn't sweat it at all. Don't talk to yourself that way. And I can say that because I, I talk to myself probably the way you're talking to yourself right now, giving yourself a hard time. You don't do it. After I had my last baby, I had the week leading up to delivering him, I had been hospitalized with COVID for a week. I was really sick. And so after I had him, I was recovering postpartum, but still recovering from COVID. And I had a really long, rough recovery. And I experienced those feelings of I'm failing my family, like I should be doing all these things. But I just had to keep reminding myself, my family needs me to be well so that I can care for them. So the best way I can serve my family right now is to rest and get well. And everything else will sort itself out later, but this is what my family needs me to do right now so that I can be there for them when I'm able to and be able to sooner because I took care of myself. And I think it can be easy to fall in the traps of the Pinterest perfect houses and forgetting that you live in your house and you have a family in your house and that's okay and that's good and you would you could have a week of being on bed rest in a perfectly clean house but you wouldn't have little lives in your house if that was the case and this is speaking i have basic you could almost consider it bed rest for the last month because i've been sick with mono or at least that's what we think it is not being able to do anything that i want to really do and of course i do have a daughter that is spot on with taking, picking up the reins, but it's different for a 15 year old to keep house than a mom that's experienced keeping house. But the fact is we tell ourselves, we get caught up in these lies of what we think it ought to look like and how we want it to be. And we live here and that's a good thing. And I have been in the depths of where I couldn't keep house and I didn't have a daughter to help keep it up for me. You know what? We survived and I got healthy and happy family because of that. And in spite of what I thought was failure so many times, it has trained, it, it will train your kids, even if they're four or five, Hey, I really can't do this. Can you pick this piece up for me, mommy, or pick this up for mommy? And they're not going, you are much more worked up over this week of the house, not being clean. Your kids don't even notice it. And your husband probably doesn't either. And to be honest, <laughs> but so it's the expectations that we put on ourselves when we see all of the picture perfect homes and you're living there and that's okay. And this is what God has given you at this time and accepting it and embracing it. What God is doing through that is the way to keep you on the right track. And I am totally preaching to myself right now. <laughs> so. There was something in one of the modules in the last however many months 
but it, Misty was talking about fruitfulness. And I, I just have a picture of an orchard in my mind. When you go to pick your own fruit, there's just fruit everywhere. And she did a better, more eloquent job of explaining it. But that really helps me to think about my home in that way. My home is just an orchard. There's that fruitfulness there. Like you were saying, the English people, and I want them to be happy. And I want to not make them unhappy because I'm cranky that I can't control everything. And I don't know, that's just been a, something that's been really helpful to help keep me on track. Just one of those like mental anchors that when I'm starting to start to complain or get mad at the kids and angry clean, I can think to myself, oh, this is just fruitfulness happening. Cause like you said, we live in our house. We don't live sterile lives. And so it's a really hard mind shift to make that I think we have to make all the time to remember that we don't live in a home without people. We live in, we're not alone, which is a really good thing. And that we can't control the messes and the messes are part of growing. It's just, I think it's just one of those things we have to just redirect ourselves all the time with probably baby steps. You know, what is in the Bible, that's the part where it says, where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. I have searched Etsy for a cute print of that to remind myself. So if any of you want to make it, I will buy it from you. But it's not my forte. But it's true. It's like things are clean when they're sterile sometimes. Just it gets messy when you're producing things and living life and having your orchard, as you mentioned. Like there's stuff going on. So that's that was exactly what I was thinking of. Sometimes I get frustrated with my kids and even my husband sometimes if just they would stay put and not touch anything like it would be clean but that's not the life I want either like I want my house to be full of my children and it will be sad one day when I have a clean house and they're not here but Karen I was just laughing at what you were saying that like the kids don't notice and the husband doesn't notice and that's like my number one like complaint in my head that I have to repent of all the time is they don't care they don't care they leave stuff out everywhere and nobody cares to have a clean house except for me. And so like, when you feel like you're failing, who are you failing? Like your own expectations, like they don't care if there's a mess everywhere. And I think they still appreciate like when it is a big mess and then you do clean it. Well, oh, this is actually nice, but it's not there sitting there thinking, I can't believe you're not cleaning up our house for us or something. And I think it helps me to like, when you like you're saying I'm the only one that notices I'm the only one that's bothered by this it helps me to ask God to help me see so why do I care about things that other people maybe don't care about and sometimes they're just personality differences or things like that but I also sometimes see my own idols in that of I've seen a lot of chatter about oh a cluttered home is connected to a bad like to your mental space being bad. I'm like, there, there's probably some truth in there that, but also, you know, what also makes us angry is when our idols are stepped on. So if my idol is, <laughs> so you guys laughing at me, but if my idol is for my living room for, to look like people don't live there, if my mental mo place isn't good because it looks like people live in my house, the problem isn't that it looks like people live in my house. The problem is my sin. And the, I don't know, like, I just, we can't just follow our hearts and what feels good in this whole like cleanliness thing. It really is evaluating. And I think one of the things, Missy, you've taught that stuck with me the most is that my home is a stage, is a place for life to be lived. And so if I'm 
undone by life being lived there the problem is not them it's me and it's my sin so I think that's good for me to get my husband's perspective on that because yeah we're gonna have different aesthetic viewpoints on things and we you can tell that by the way we dress but like also it's like I need to be able to say what of this is my sin and where do I need to repent in that so it's been lovely to sit down and watch my family still be happy with a messy house all week. No one has been undone by it, truly. And I have even let strange, not strangers, I've even let people in my house that have been bringing us meals and doing things like that. And it's been so good for my pride. Like I don't have it all together and that's okay. And I really have needed the support from our church and our neighbors. Yeah, I've been, I resonate with a lot of what you're saying. And something else that I think the Holy Spirit really has put on me lately has been to be faithful and not to feel like I have to fix things. And that has been huge because there have been some really hard days the last few weeks in my mind. And, and just, it's easy when your mind is hurting to then topple on everything else too. And to remind myself to have that anchor of, I don't have to fix it. I don't have to fix it. It might not ever fix. I just need to be faithful. That That's such a comfort. And it's like you said, that I can, I can have value and I can be faithful, even though everything isn't just right or perfect, or it's not like it used to be. That's it for this episode of the Simply Convivial podcast. All of our members inside Convivial Circle get the replay of meetups like this. And the full 45 minutes is in the member-only podcast. So if you're a member, you can find it there. There was so much more wisdom shared by these ladies during this meetup, including using one lady's shed organization project as a case study for how to approach a big project with baby steps. It was a really great meetup. We're actually about to begin another round of simplified organization community coaching. This one following a school year calendar. We start August 25th and working through community coaching is included in your enrollment in Convivial Circle. It doesn't cost extra, but you do have to get started before the small group closes, August 29th. But I also want to let you know that if you enjoyed hearing about these women's stories, I have another podcast. It's been going for about 18 months now called Simplified Organization. About half the time, I'm talking to other bloggers, podcasters, and authors but half the time, I interview friends and community members who are working in their life diligently and faithfully and have great stories and encouragement to share. So if you like this podcast and you want more, there is more. Check out my newer podcast, Simplified Organization, for conversations and interviews about 
homemaking cheerfully. And if you want to do community coaching with a group of friends like this who will cheer you along with truth and wisdom every step of the way, then go to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button to get started today. We always work at repenting, rejoicing, and repeating. And we'd love to have you join us.